1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective.
0: 2020 on Vision. Well, Barnaby Joyce continues to dominate the national headlines. Today, the opposition leader Bill Shorten is expected to ramp up pressure on Malcolm Turnbull to sack the Deputy Prime Minister with the accusation that he's breached ministerial standards. He says the Prime Minister has a Ministerial Code of Conduct which, if he doesn't uphold, is not worth the paper it's written on. Well, let's talk about the Barnaby Joyce issues this week. Ashley Saunders is the National Director for Family Voice Australia. Ashley, welcome back to 2020.
1: Good morning, Neil. It's good to be with you.
0: Ashley, just to say up front, you've not been so well, so we'll forgive you if you have to catch your breath or have a cough or whatever. So let's let's proceed as best we can. Ashley, this whole scandal around Barnaby Joyce, it raises a number of issues from a Christian perspective. What are your overall thoughts?
1: Well, firstly, um, what, what is really interesting in the Parliament this week is that, is that the Deputy Prime Minister is painting everything that has happened as a private matter that has no bearing on the performance of his public duties. And the opposition is being very careful not to criticised what's happening in his personal life but saying that it has impacted in terms of ministerial standards and the rest of it so that even this morning in the Parliament there was a motion moved by the Opposition um, seeking to suspend standing orders of the Parliament so that they could debate a motion to have Barnaby Joyce sacked as Prime Minister. The Labor attack was all about um, um, allegations of breaching ministerial codes Barnaby Joyce's defence was all about my family and I have been going through some terrible things and marriage breakdowns are always terrible and uh, a mate offered to help me out and so on. So on the one hand, the opposition saying this is all about public duty. On the other hand, Barnaby Joyce saying this is all about uh, what's happening in my private life. So I guess the first implication for, from a Christian perspective is that you cannot ever totally divorce what's happening in one's Personal or private life from what 's happening in one 's public life there there is a sense in which what 's happening personally what's happening in a private sense does flow over into um, how I present in public uh, how I can perform my public duty whether i 'm focused on the job at hand or whether i 'm really so hurt and um, and distracted um, and and uh, Whether it's Barnaby Joyce or anybody else going through what is clearly a very horrible time, uh, it is important to recognise that what's happening in our private life does impact our our public life. From a Christian perspective, there is this sense of integrity. There's this sense that we are united beings, that we cannot simply say, well, this belongs in my private box and this over here belongs in a different box.
0: And, Ashley, isn't it interesting, as we've seen all through the week, people on all sides of politics, and uh, even some Christians, you might have noted in conversations, uh, trying to separate that privacy of the individual from the public life. What you're saying is, uh, no, there really is no... Uh, reason here to differentiate if you have an issue here it's of integrity and uh, if you breach those issues of integrity uh, what you're doing in your private life as it goes with your public life well these ought to be seen as one and the same so it uh, really is not an excuse uh, to uh, to try and divorce the two you've really got to actually uh, see the two together
1: and, and try to integrate the two try to try to say what is happening in my private life and what impact is that ha- happening, uh, having I- in terms of my public functions or my public duty? Uh, am I focused on the job at hand um, or am I so wounded, am I in such a, um, a wounded place that I really need to step back for a bit? Um, so that that's very important. And, uh, and and it's very important, I think, Neil, also for um, your listeners to, to understand that as Christians, we don't come at these questions from a perspective of moral superiority. Uh, I heard a, um, uh, a a television commentator only a couple of days ago saying, you know, these things happen in people's life, but when someone um, talks the talk, when they profess Christianity and they don't live it, I, I've got no time for that. Uh, We need to to affirm that we are all fallen humans. Now, not all of us have fallen in the way that Barnaby Joyce has. Not all of us have gone through what Barnaby Joyce and his family are going through, but we are all fallen humans. We don't come at this from a perspective of moral superiority. I like what one uh, Christian scholar said some years ago, and that is that uh, a Christian is really uh, one beggar telling another beggar where to get some food.
0: Uh, Ashley, let me ask you about commentary that has come from a lot of different sectors this week, highlighting Barnaby Joyce's opposition to changes to the Marriage Act, and what seems to be highlighted here is a level of hypocrisy and people are uh, really shining the spotlight, even bringing the blowtorch to Barnaby Joyce and uh, his opposition uh, to the changes to the Marriage Act last year, and uh, then continuing over into what's happening in his
1: private life. Uh, Yes, that is happening, and uh, one of the things that amazes me about that commentary is that um, from a... From the perspective of the prevailing secular sexual ethic, um, then Barnaby Joyce, according to that prevailing sexual ethic, has done absolutely nothing wrong. The prevailing sexual ethic is simply based on consent. Um, I can have uh, I can have um, sexual relations with whoever I want to have. The sexual ethic of our time says, provided uh, there is consent. And and this idea that you put consent above integrity or that you put consent above uh, commitment or that you put consent above anything else, uh, there's a sense in which um, uh, it is vacuous and even though people will advocate that uh, all that's required in this modern sexual ethic is consent, The very fact that they're railing against what's happening indicates that deep down they know that's not right. Deep down they know that there's something more important than mere consent. And I'm not under... uh, Please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that consent is unimportant. I'm saying there are things more important than that. I remember when I was a pastor, um, there were some fellas uh, who came to see me on separate occasions who were seeking uh, as Christians to justify leaving their marriage. And because of the nature of the relationship that I had with each of those fellows, I was able to say, I thought you were a man of your word. Uh, I thought you were someone who uh, valued that when you say something, you mean it and you're going to follow it through. Well, what about that commitment you made to your wife uh, all those years ago? And uh, there is something more important than consent, and that's integrity. And uh, we as Christians need to, uh, I think, continue to, Um, strengthen marriage and to highlight the importance of integrity um, as one of the most important aspects of sexual ethics.
0: Ashley, there is a sense, isn't there, a lot of Christian believers will look at Barnaby Joyce and say, he's a good bloke or he's a good politician. He actually makes a good deputy prime minister. But there, as you say, are issues of integrity here. And let me ask you, as Christians, and we're not ignorant of the idea that what we're talking about here in biblical terminology is called adultery. Uh, There is a sense in which we need to perhaps come to a point where we say, well, even though we may like an individual, that doesn't mean that the level by which we actually might form an opinion uh, or a conviction is based on our own feelings, but on, in fact, what the word of god might say what god actually judges these acts to be and this word adultery very important i wonder whether you've got any thoughts on on that biblical word adultery
1: uh, yes it's a very important word and uh and it highlights uh highlights what can happen and uh, when when we take our eye off the main game it highlights what can happen uh, and so here uh, don't hear these comments as about barnaby joyce but hear these comments in, in the general way in which you framed the question and that is that um, if we profess to stand simply for christian values but we don't actually have a relationship with the son of god as a result of which the holy spirit of god doesn't live within us and isn't at work in us uh, convicting us of wrong and changing us from the inside out that we might be more and more reflective of the character of jesus that we might be empowered to actually live the ethics that we profess uh, then, then just to stand for, 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 for good bloke Christian ethics uh, is pretty hollow and pretty vacuous. Uh, in addition to that, we need to make sure that we put proper safeguards uh, around our relationships. Uh, some years ago, uh, Billy Graham was criticised for the fact that um, uh, he recognised that evangelists in uh, in his time uh, in America were being criticised because they were overstating the number of people who attended the rallies or overstated the number of people who gave their life to Christ or who were uh, not um, transparent with their finances or who... Uh, were able to find themselves falling into adultery. So Billy Graham, right from the beginning, set around a whole lot of boundaries and safeguards to say, uh, this is not just my life, this is not just my marriage, all of those things are important, but even more important than that is the witness to Jesus Christ. And therefore, I'm going to put these safeguards in place so that we won't overstate those figures, so that there will be financial integrity. And it got to the point where Billy Graham would not even go into a motel room Boom, where he was booked to stay until one of his other colleagues had gone in first to make sure there was nobody hidden inside uh, because Billy Graham said it's not only what can happen, it's what can be said to have happened. And so we need as Christians to put safeguards around um, around our movements, around uh, places where we're vulnerable and especially when we're having difficult times in our in our marriages. That's not a time to spend more time with people uh, with colleagues in the office, uh, especially those of the opposite sex, that's a time to start pulling back from that and making sure those safeguards uh, are around because integrity uh, in private life and in public office is very important.
0: Ashley, dare I say that as you describe those things, we ought to look at what's happened with Barnaby Joyce and see an upside in all of this because what we have here is an example and you could call this a fallen example uh, where a marriage has fallen apart. But as you say, uh, this is an encouragement to put safeguards in place around our own marriages And to ensure that our own families are aware that safeguards need to be put in place. And as you describe some of those practical issues of uh, not being alone with a member of the opposite sex, of not being in a place where uh, there could be even seen the appearance of compromise, this is not just for Christian leaders. This is for every Christian believer who wants to have a lifelong marriage. These are important issues, Ashley Saunders.
1: Uh, These are very important issues. And one of the things that was being criticised during the course of the marriage debate last year was how can you say that traditional marriage or biblical marriage is so great when you know, the results are that so many of those marriages are, are breaking down? I've got to tell you, uh, we need as Christian men and women, as people in churches, whether we're leaders or not, uh, we need to be doing all we can to safeguard our marriages and to strengthen marriages, to strengthen families, because that's when people will be able to in a sense look at us and say I want something of what they've got Um, and that's very important in terms of the witness that we live uh, in a world that does not know Christ
0: uh, good comments on this issue Ashley Saunders and while we're looking at a toing and froing in the media and some people are looking at uh, the move of some of those in the National Party yesterday, others will be looking at the Labor Party and moves to pressure the Prime Minister to sack Barnaby Joyce there is a new dimension that you're introducing and for some who have not considered this, the dimension that we actually need to pass judgement on the situation, if that's a terminology we can use, is a higher standard, it's God's standard to apply apply. apply and really we're talking here about the way that the conscience that the church brings to national affairs uh, really needs to be highlighted and we need to be able to say that there is a higher standard and it is God's standard and when we talk about this word adultery actually that's one of the ten commandments don't commit adultery uh, an important issue for us to consider as we're forming opinions as Christian believers to what we see on television
1: uh, yes, that's very right. And um, you mentioned uh, earlier feelings. And uh, we need to simply recognise that, that although our feelings play an important part um, in our lives, they can often lead us, um, lead us astray. And so our feelings can be used to justify that I'm in fact spending more time with someone who's not my wife or my feelings can be used to justify breaking a commitment that I made to my wife. I mean, it's not just adults who are at stake. Um, it, it is kids and, uh, and the many, many children uh, who, who suffer from this and who then grow up into adulthood and are reluctant to commit to marriage or who think what's the point of having a faith because it wasn't something that lived out. Uh, we've got to recognize that there are really serious implications.
0: Well everyone is affected, Uh, everyone in this whole scandal is hurt and uh, as you mentioned a little earlier uh, Ashley Saunders a prevailing sexual ethic means that for every Christian believer in their marriage and in their family it is time to batten down the hatches understand how to protect your marriage. Ashley, before I let you go, uh, you were just recently in the UK. Maybe that's where you picked up that dreadful bug from. I don't know. It was. Uh, You were in the UK. Uh, You were on a mission. You were monitoring developments, uh, freedom issues there. We're facing big issues about freedoms this year, religious freedom, Christians being dragged before the courts in the UK. Uh, In a nutshell, can you give us a quick report on perhaps a, a case or two that you were looking at?
1: Uh, Yes, I can very quickly say that uh, one of the key battlegrounds in Britain is now the schools, and not only schools, but even Sunday schools. Now, listeners might be horrified to hear that, but uh, the chief investigator from what's called Ofsted, the Office for Standards in Education, uh, not only gave a speech a couple of weeks ago in which she was critical of uh, churches and Christian schools who are Bible-believing, and as a result of that, she says not teaching British values, um, and so uh, she's critical that, that they are um, extremists. There was a school teacher. Um, who has been uh, reported to the relevant authorities as a radicalisation threat because um, she was asked questions about her Bible-believing faith. She answered in a way that was consistent with that, and she's been reported as a radicalisation threat. And this uh, going back to Ofsted, uh, that lady, the chief investigator, uh, wants powers to even investigate um, Sunday schools to see whether Sunday schools uh, are um, involved in not teaching British values, for which, uh, in these conversations here, LGBT agenda, uh, th- th- there, is, there is a real battleground uh, in the minds of children in Britain, and uh, we know that's coming here in Australia as well.
0: So when you've noted that those words, British values, are being used now to... Uh, even attack those who are Christian believers Uh, perhaps we ought to expect uh, people are going to be talking about Australian values taking what they think is a high moral ground but it almost then becomes a weapon to be used against Christian believers who want to stand for a biblical righteousness
1: Yes, that's right, and maybe we can talk about it more next week, but um, certainly those who were involved in the Yes campaign have uh, lodged a submission with a Raddock review that says that there are already too many religious exemptions and that any uh, right uh, of Christian schools and organisations to only hire people who live a life consistent with their belief that that will be wound back um, and so the attack is on very much here in Australia as well.
0: Well Ashley Saunders National Director Family Voice Australia. Let me point people to the Family Voice website fava.org.au Ashley always outstanding contribution to our conversations about what's going on in the nation from a Christian perspective. Thank you so much for taking time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020.
1: Well, thank you Neil and good morning